2: Sings Clearwater revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs
1: and <laughs> that's what to be known as from now on. Like I'm gonna go into the Marvel Wikipedia and whatever it
0: is. <laughs> 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 get better than that.
1: Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read? It.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another imagination-tastic, messerific episode of Fanholes Comics, motherfucker! Do you read them? Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC, and I am currently at Heroes Con, and I am not alone. I'm joined tonight by a very special guest, the dastardly creative, from Dobb Creative, singer songwriter, podcaster, and all-around great guy, my favorite artist, it is Mr. Luke Dobb. Say what's up, Luke. What's up, Luke? Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I should go into the genesis of this, and I think I have you and Rob Kelly to thank for this, because, oh. because the, the reason why this came into my head, by the way, guys, we're, we're going to be talking about a Spinner Act comic tonight. This mm-hmm. is one of the ones that's going on, my Spinner Act, that was something that I bought as a kid, and it is an issue of the Star Comics Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the reason why I thought of Luke to join me on this very special endeavor is because not, not only because I've tried Tony's patience with making him read Hug a Bunch, and and he's not gonna i mean he's not gonna have it he's like i already read Hagabond, so I'm not gonna read this so i I basically was thinking about it and when I listened to the film and water audio commentary on the Muppet movie the Muppet and, and, movie. and i don't i mean i i think i think this was meant to be because sometimes like believe it or not like Sometimes I wanna like actually watch the movie when I listen to you guys, and that's what I did that time. I you I, did? I, yeah, I had a oh, I had, you really did. I had a night and I was oh, just fantastic. Like, and I was like, I was like, look, I I set this aside. The the, the I put it on my laptop. The, okay. the, the the fire, you know, the audio commentary. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna fire up the Muppet movie. Like I got the the whatever it was, 90 minutes. I'm like, I'm gonna do this. Like, and a lot of times I say I'm gonna do it. And like, if you actually look on my laptop, there's a file that says commentaries. And it's loaded with commentaries, and it's like with the best of intentions. Like I'm totally gonna listen to that one day and watch it with the thing, and I don't do it. You but, never do it. But I, I did do it with this, Aww. and because because I listened to it, I'm and I touched. was I was like I was like oh okay, like I know who's Muppet friendly. I'm like it is. Luke Dobb, who is Muppet-friendly.
2: I am Muppet-friendly. Yeah,
0: and I was like... I'm about as friendly to the Muppets as you can get. So I was like, who better to to talk to about Muppet Babies, issue number 16. Mm. This was published by Marvel. The imprint was the Star Comics imprint, which, believe it or not, man, it is difficult to find these Star Comics now without paying a premium price. And I used to think of them as just kind of like junker comics oh, is that, that true? were not you know you know how you're saying like oh i i read superhero comics and, yeah. and and it wasn't so much about like that kind of star thing and everything yeah and the few comics you know that the masters of the universe the he-man the the spider ham the yeah, yeah. you know star wars droids like those these things that i got into now that i've started looking at reacquiring some of these for the spinner rack it's like i mean it's more well, than I, it makes I,
2: sense because they were probably considered you know
0: the disposable comic at a time, like yeah, well, yeah, at
2: the, at the time, child's fair. yeah, at the time, it was disposable. The, the way that the original like early Marvel and DC stuff yeah, was yeah.
0: considered, no. and is now like a premium, you know, so super expensive. Yeah, like oh. the the, the mail away order catalogs did not say like Muppet Babies, hot. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like you know, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't. So that's why, that's why I was like, oh, wait. And now all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I have to pay like a premium <laughs> price for 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 these Star Comics because they're yeah. old and I'm old and I can't I can't deal with it anymore, like what? that kind of thing. So getting. To the old the the cover date on this was november 1987 thanks to mike's amazing world the on-sale date mike the on-sale date was august 11th 1987 the cover price was a whopping one dollar there are 32 pages the cover credits belong to marie severin the writer is laura hitchcock of course the artist interior and colorist Artist and colorist is Marie Severin in The Muppet Mm -hmm. Babies. The letterer is Bill Oakley. The editor is Sid Jacobson. There are two. We get two stories for the price of one in this. We get the first story, which is titled We Spy or The Spy in Striped Socks. The Spy in Striped Socks. And that is 11 pages. And then the second story is The Big Mess Steak. So, So, yeah, and that's also 11 pages, of course. So this is is Muppet Babies, and I guess what I'll try to do, I I wrote a brief, hopefully brief, synopsis of the two stories, and then I will discuss this with Luke. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're doing. And then, uh, did I mention, like, it's funny, because the last time I did one of these, we kept saying, we're live from Heroes Con, but we weren't live. (laughs) Like, so, I guess the intention is, the intention is, we are doing a live face-to-face. This is face-to-face. Face-to-face podcast. All right. So, we're going to get into the synopsis here. (laughs) The Muppet Babies, Gonzo, Piggy, Fozzie, Kermit, Skeeter, Scooter, and Animal! That's Awesome. That's beautiful. Tell Nanny that they are playing as secret agents and spies. Although Nanny would like to stay to play secret agent with the kids, she's off to pick up some things, leaving Aunt Fanny to watch (laughs) over them. The kids imagine that they need to help Nanny on her own secret quote-unquote, pickup mission. When Piggy suggests Kermit go undercover, Animal throws the sheets over Kermit. When he uncovers himself, Kermit finds himself in a detective's trench coat and is assigned a mission by Scooter and Fozzie to locate the elusive Agent N. Given the code name Double O F. Kermit arrives at the world's secret convention by way of a hovercar that is quite similar to Nick Fury's flying car. Greeted by hostess Matapiggy and wacko inventor Dr. Gonzo, Kermit chases a cloaked individual who he believes to be Agent N stealing secret plans. When they get away with the plans in Kermit's hovercar slash boat, the cloaked figure turns out to be Agent V for villain! Dun, 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 dun. Oh. Luckily, Mata Piggy, uh, a.k.a. Agent Double O.P., has stowed away on the boat and distracts Agent V long enough for Kermit to lasso and capture him. When Agent V demands Agent N comes out to face him in her patented striped socks, it turns out that everyone at the party is wearing the same socks. The secret plans fall to the bottom of the lake and Piggy and Kermit are about to have a romantic boat ride Mm -hmm. when Nanny from... The quote-unquote real world zaps them out of their secret agent imagination play and that's the end of the first 11 page story yeah and pretty quick for the second 11 page story nanny is upset when the muppet babies have made a mess of their room during a large-scale pillow fight as they're apt to do as they clean up the room as punishment piggy laments that there must be some place where a good mess can be appreciated (laughs) Gonzo declares he knows of such a place and tells the other kids to follow him down the trail of dirty laundry into the closet, where they all arrive at the Center for Mess Enlightenment. I I mean, I think it's Enlightenment, depending on... We'll discuss how it's spelt in here, and maybe I have it totally wrong. Okay. The Gordon Ramsay of Mess Production comes in and challenges the Muppet Babies to a judged mess-making contest within a spotlessly clean household. When the kids fail to get good scores from the judges for lack of inspiration, Gonzo turns on the air fan and gets a triple ten score from the judges. Mm-hmm. Gonzo then pops out of the laundry, back into the real world, and helps his friends clean up the mess they've made, much to Nanny's delight. And that is Muppet Baby's issue 16 in a nutshell. <laughs> Look at me, I'm in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So so, so, okay. so my, my typical line of questioning is like... Yeah. How, how you, you've never read this before, this issue of Muppet Baby 6. Though? I have not seen this issue ever before in my life. Did you Until did you did today. you know that there was a Muppet Baby Six? I think before? I did.
2: I but it was I, I was all about superhero comics. Yeah. Uh that was what was serious to me. Oh yeah, yeah. The tights and capes, yep. right? Yep. And I didn't do funny books or anything that would have reeked of being
0: a little kid thing. Now did you watch the Muppet Baby's Cartoon? I did. I adored the Muppet Muppet Baby's Cartoon. Because I I mean I frequently watched it. I mean this was a long running I mean this was this was mega popular. I mean we have jokes we have jokes on the podcast. Like we were talking about I, you know, I can't stand Marvel's Civil War event, but by, you know, we did a coverage on it and I was forced to reread the whole thing. And by the end of it, I was talking about all the different tie-ins and I'm like, what's next, man? Muppet Babies Frontline? Like, come on. <laughs> like, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. interesting you say that. Yeah. So, so I was, I was all about the, you know, to me, like, it's like, I understand what you're saying. Muppet Babies was kind of disposable, like, like mm-hmm. light hearted you know comedic entertainment but i mean i did wake up saturday mornings i did watch it and i I did like the fantasy aspect of because you you, we grew up with stuff like you know star wars with superheroes i mean there were frequently episodes where you know i don't know like ralph was dressed up as spider dog or spider man or 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 like kermit and yeah yeah they they referenced those a lot there were a lot of star wars references indiana jones Jones. Kermit was dressed up you know like all that kind of good stuff so they had great time even though even though maybe it's you know Lighthearted, cutesy, like humor. It was like, fun like on they, a Saturday did... morning, but I
2: wouldn't have gone out and bought bought,
0: bought, and bought an issue. Car. I would have. I would have felt like, oh, I I need to buy
2: bigger, you know, like more grown up things. What, yeah. what was the year you said this came out? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was born in seventy seven. So, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ten at that point. I was. You I was wouldn't. Have, you wouldn't have found me. I, I was ten. I was. I mean, I was you know, Luke was Luke's
0: trying to say I wasn't like tough and stuff. Like I, I was.
2: No, you movies. have a... You have a uh, you're more secure in yourself. Is I what guess. I'm saying I guess. when
0: I was ten, like, if, I don't know. In, in in Luke's defense, I think yeah. this was the only issue of Muppet Babies that I ever purchased. So <laughs> so it's not like I had like the entire run or anything. And then and then the other thing is the cover. Uh-huh. If we want to talk about it, like sure. like Kermit's on you know the cover. he's, he's, he's kind of a detective, he, right? Yeah, he's looking pretty dope. I mean, I mean, he's got a slingshot, but like he's kind of got that Bogart. Yeah, baby kermit thing going on, right? going on, right? Like, piggy's got a rose in her mouth, yeah, like a yeah. Very now, think hot about for a baby pig. Did, did it uh, like because now I'm you know, I don't normally think about these things critically. Like, I, I usually this is a spinner act comic. I, I I'm glad have, there's not an apple in her mouth. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm glad he's not, like, he's not like <laughs> salivating or anything either on the cover.
2: Bip, bip, napkin, knife, and fork is the only way that I'll touch pork. That's a line from The
0: Muppet Show. Uh, I guess, and then I'm just going to keep going on in the cover, but did it ever strike you as odd? Like, I, I know you just read this, but to me, I'm thinking, like, okay, I've, I've lived with this comic for about, like, 30-something years, right? Okay. And so my thinking is I'm now recognizing as an adult the uh, james bond allusions <laughs> with with the whole spy type story in the first part yeah. but yet james bond didn't dress like humphrey bogart james bond wore a tux like wouldn't wouldn't it have made more sense to have him in a hmm. tux and not a kind of bogart film noir like like it's yeah, not yeah. like Piggy.
2: it goes a little more noir i guess yeah it's it's uh, like
0: i don't know I just, i don't know if a tux
2: i don't know if a tux would have sold it
0: the same way that that the trench coat. Yeah, does. I think the okay. trench coat really. So you sell. like the trench coat? It works. I like the trench coat. Okay, I like okay. the trench coat. And then and then I guess uh, before we get into the book proper, like, so you watch the cartoons. Yeah. Do you like? I know, obviously, you've seen the Muppet movie because I listened to the yeah the commentary. But like, what about like the Muppets Take Manhattan? Like, do you do you sort of remember like that first time you were introduced? Like, were you introduced to the Muppet Babies in that movie? Like you know you know how they have the yeah. flash yeah well that was what and, yeah that's what inspired the whole cartoon yeah. yeah
2: that um that sequence with the muppet babies on in muppet Take Man manhattan was absolutely glorious Yes, yeah. yeah just delightfully cute it was a great song my dad was a, a choir teacher and every every year he had this show choir that would do a big number. And there were multiple years that they actually did that number and all the students would, this was like a high school show choir, and all the students would run out in baby costumes. It was like a big number, you know, real funny. And, like, so I I grew up knowing that song and just having a lot of memories tied back to that sequence from the movie just because my dad's choir sang it, like,
0: at least a couple times. Cool. Yeah, so it was was pretty fun. That's awesome. Like, I I think the only thing I can think of in terms of, like, familial type memories with like my my mom liked watching the muppets with me and like watching muppet babies and everything like i think mm-hmm. she was she got tickled with the imagination of all that stuff but what i remember specifically was i think it was i think it was a mcdonald's or burger king tie-in the happy meal toy yeah and so they had this the, they all had little oh the Christmas ones they had the stuffed animals yeah. and 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 she found the kermit and she found the Fozzie and yeah. she could never find the Miss Piggy. Oh. And she told me this story like where she's like – because she, she used to sub-teach and everything. Yep. And then she was like this one day the little girl brought in the stuffed piggy and then left it behind. And Ooh. she was so like – so, She was so like, oh, I want that Miss Piggy so bad. But, you know, of course she returned it to the little girl and everything. But she told me about that because she's like, the oh, we heard. we couldn't – We couldn't, you know, we couldn't find that or whatever for the longest time, and so like she was so like, oh, I wanted, I wanted, she's, that's probably should
2: I steal from this child or no?
0: I'm like, I'm like, that's probably where I got like team building disease from, you know, like where I was like, I was like, I, want to have like the Avengers, I want to have like, you know, all the the uh, Justice League or whatever. It's like, it's like, have have you ever stolen any though from a child, Derek? No, but she didn't, she didn't. She's, she's, she's a safe space. She she was explaining to me because she knew I would understand her pain. And yeah, trying yeah. to acquire that That's third piece because we both we both had been looking for it for yep. the longest time yeah those were great the
2: the mother babies were in happy meals twice and i i know this just because i'm a fan and not because i actually work on happy meal stuff like they they were in they were the christmas one but then do you remember the the pvc figures that all had their own little vehicle oh, Kermit rode a little green bike Miss okay. piggy rode i can't remember what she rode I think Gonzo rode, like, a a little, seat, little rocking horse on wheels. Okay, okay. But we, we used to play... Those were popular on the playground for me and my friends. Like, that that was, like, one of the only times I remember... Did they have motors, or did nope. you just... No, they, you, they were, were just, just kind of... Yeah, you just okay. pushed them along. But I remember that being, like, a hot commodity playground thing. And that like, was, like, status. How many of... Did you? How, did how you many get, figures did you, you had? Did you get all the the Muppet Baby I, Drivers? I think I did. I wish I had hung on to them too because they were actually pretty nice. I remember the sculpts were really good on mm. those. But yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. Twice in the Happy Meal. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're we're okay. we're peeling it away. We've got the we've got the comic and everything. Now I I'm not sure if there's anything. You that that immediately stands out to you. I, I heard you like laughing immensely oh, yes. when 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 you even opened the well. First page, okay, yeah, so. the
2: first page of the book. I was delighted because Kermit is is saying we're going to solve international problems. <laughs> he has he
0: has aspirations. <laughs> like, like already
2: got... the Muppet Babies are kicking ass. First of all, there was that like Kermit's kicking ass, and then and then we <laughs> get, then we get to this line from Fozzie, who says, "Well." We'll find out top secrets and bottom secrets too. Waka, waka. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I wish I didn't have the brain I have sometimes, but hey. I have the brain I have sometimes, and that hey. just made me snicker.
0: That's, that's, I understand. Yeah. I perfectly understand.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, he's wearing the Groucho glasses with the mustache and the
0: large nose, so. Lovely, yeah. So that 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 had me snicker right away. Yeah. So they're they're playing secret agent and everything mm-hmm. in this, and then like, so nanny has to run off, and I was like, who the fuck is Aunt <laughs> Fanny? Like, what? <Well>, <laughs> oh like, like she was never on the cartoon or anything. Yeah, no. And I'm like, this. See, the the I think the the weird thing about this is this must be some editorial thing because I think probably the way this was originally written is like, okay, nanny is the nanny, if you didn't know, of the Muppet Babies, yeah. right? So that played
2: entails, by. I don't know. Betty White. Is it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So Betty White, anyway, Nanny, right? Nanny. Like Betty White has to watch the Muppet Babies, right? That's her whole, that's That's her her entire function. Yeah. But the plot of this premise rests on the foundation that Nanny has to go leave to do things. So then,
2: Nanny has a life outside the Muppet Babies. well, Well, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But, but
0: you can't, I mean, so they have to invent Aunt Fanny <laughs> yeah. to watch over them, otherwise she's negligent in her That's very true. life's existence, right? <laughs> like she can't just be like, All right, screw yeah, you kids. I've already I, neglected I got, this I got, poor Muppet up and then he's like, yeah. I have shit to do, kids. Yeah, and she I'm just out. runs off, I'm right? Out.
2: I can't remember if if Fanny was ever mentioned, now, I don't remember that. She well, was, there, but there, they there might have had
0: that plot device. Yeah, there were there were six seasons for all yeah. I know. Like, like what this I may not
2: remember. What this that. made me think was like, are we going to get into some kind of Miss Nelson is back kind of story? Do you remember those books? Like, where the teacher, there was the loving teacher, all the kids liked, and and then she would leave, and like the the witch substitute teacher oh, Like a bad substitute, okay. yeah, like that. She was. And what we all knew was it was the the good teacher would just put on like a black dress and horrible makeup and scare the kids for a day. Okay, that's a tangent. No, no, no. But I just, I mean, that's that's that, that, that sounds sounded like... like a. That's what I was wondering. Is, is Fanny like is Nanny going to yeah. come back as Fanny and be mean to the Muppet babies? But we got a different story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I digress. Well, we never we never we never meet like Fanny. So that's why I think maybe it was just an editorial thing where they just threw in the balloon that says, Oh, Nanny's not actually like leaving her charges. Someone else is attending to them, even though you never see yeah. this so called Fanny Aunt Fanny who yeah. is supposedly watching them. She hasn't been like Fanny, that that was like a quick trip for Fanny to come over anyway. Right, I don't right. I wonder
2: why they even felt that
0: neat, but yeah, it's funny. Well, she's not very specific either. That's why it's sort of general. She says, I'd like to, Scooter, but I have to pick up some things. Aunt Fanny will stay with you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's all you're getting. That's that's it. She's not There's no character building for Aunt Fanny. Well, there's no character what building so and then bad. and then that's that's why cuz she's so vague. They go into this whole spy thing because they're yeah. like, what the hell? Normally <laughs> Annie tells us everything. Like, why why is she not giving up the goods? Yeah. Like, we want to know. an open is book. She, is she getting orange juice? Is she, you yeah. know, going to the store? Like, yeah. what is what is it, going on? It throws them yeah. into the, the confusion. Yeah. and and thus they 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 do this, you know, undercovers you know, thing where and and, yeah. and Gonzo brings the gadgets and all this other stuff, so they're and then, you know, magically Kermit is now in fantasy land and he gets a, a bogey jacket. Yep. And they're they're already sending him on his mission mm-hmm. as oof. Oof. Secret agent oof. Yeah, double O F. Oof. That that becomes a a gag. A pretty good running gag. Muppets were right, great right. for the running gag. Yeah. So yep. so they had that. Yep. And then, and then I I do like this because this reminds me of kind of like Shield, like and I'm pointing to it in an audio medium. But what we're looking at is the the last panel on uh, page three, and the last panel on page three has them at the top secret headquarters, mm-hmm. and there's a big flashing like neon sign that's pointing down to the entrance of the building that says Secret Agent Headquarters, and they're and they're and they're kind of saying don't. You know, keep everything secret. Only other agents can know about it. And that, that's why I think it feels like shield. Cause I was always like, why is a secret organization got their logo on their, you know, Humvees yeah. and stuff? It's not really. Not very, not very secret. If they have a logo, this is one of the worst kept. Yeah, yeah. This this can't be a good secret if, if yeah, exactly. So and and much like Shield, I I mean I don't know if you had this thought or not, but I was totally thinking of like I I thought maybe I'm like, is this a straight up nod to Nick Fury? Because I was like, what did Nick Fury drive? Because like he, he flies off here and it it doesn't quite fly. It turns into like some kind of hover boat thing yeah. but it, it, it did remind oh, me it of certainly nick could be I mean car. it gave me like the whole Inspector Gadget vibe mm, yeah because it transforms just in yeah. the nick of time yeah yeah, yeah. That that's kind of interesting because maybe maybe that's why also besides the bogey thing like maybe maybe the, the, the hat and the trench coat for, for like that a little bit of that inspector gadget vibe yeah because this
2: was probably at the same time, at the time as that. that was
0: really popular yeah, yeah. I, never, I wouldn't have thought of that but yeah that's a good call dude mm, we
2: feel, uh, you, yeah we're, this we're solving a mystery we're solving a mystery right we're, now we're here. doing
0: this we're doing this we're secret agents me and Luke so yep. if you need to solve gum shoes if, if you need international problems solved send yeah. an email to fanhousepodcast at gmail.com. international problem and and we'll we'll take care of those international problems. Yep. So speaking of international problems, we're looking at the world leaders that are gathered at the International Secrets collectum them trade them event. Like, there are all these world leaders in these various caricatures that are apparently buying and or selling secrets. Yes. And,
2: and none of them are at all racist
0: stereotypes. <laughs> uh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, we can put it to the test. If you can if you can name to me every country on this page, That's true. Then, then I'll give it to you. But okay. if you can't, then, then I'm just going to move on and, and leave it at that. Let's move on. Okay, way. we're going to move on. All right. All right. So we got Dr. Gonzo, who's from whatever country, who knows. But he has invented airplanes that travel faster than sound. And, yep. of course, they do not see the plane.
2: Kind of surprising they didn't pick Scooter, considering Scooter
0: was the computer genius. Right, right. I guess I don't know. I think Gonzo has more like cred. Like he's he he's one of the main like it's like you he, want a mainstay, you know? know Scooter, Scooter Scooter's like the radar of the show, you yeah. know? Yeah, okay. You know, Gonzo maybe is the clinger. You need to yeah, yeah. Have him heavily featured sure. all the time. He's
2: like, a he, yeah, he's a fan fave,
0: right? Sure, okay. But no, I mean what you say makes sense logically, right? Like, well, yeah but i think it was more of a who's the most popular not who fits the that the mold cuz so they're they're, they're it imagining deals, so then it, it's feeling a little false yeah 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 <laughs> it does it does feel false cuz gonzo am on gonzo can invent shit like but yeah. yeah that's fine
2: no but i guess gonzo would have the crazy imagination to invent cuz he was weird
0: well, weirdo. I mean, but then and then the fact that you never see it—like, do you think he legit invented this in the fantasy, or is he just saying he invented something, and then like somebody's off like on the side going vroom, and he's just like, dude? No, I think he legit—he legit invented, he legit invented, it. invented yep. the invisible so. or faster than sight plane. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so then, of course, Kermit's trying to get some privacy by going under a a candlelit table with a you know shoe phone. A shoe phone that Classic, he has uh get smart routine yeah and then there's the sorry <laughs> i'm 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 having a moment luke's reacting to it um in person whereas uh you know if this was audio medium he'd just you know keep going like nothing was going on but see kermit's got the look on his face that on on uh page uh let's see page six panel four the look on kermit's face was the look i just had and that's why luke was like yeah i was giving me was the, like that's the he, That Derek is pulling that face that Kermit is pulling on this
2: panel midway
0: through. This, I don't know, this is a pretty good Waka Waka gag. I kind of like that. Do you like this Waka Waka gag? Why did the spy
2: cross the road? Why?
0: Why? Sorry, that's classified information. (laughs) (laughs) Waka Waka!
2: Yeah, yeah! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> of course, he groans at it, but I don't know. I think yeah. I, I was groaning at some of the other Waka
2: Waka's. Oh, there are some was bad Waka Waka's. I, but what the funny thing was when I saw this panel in advance, just a, as I flipped the page, I thought like for sure when I got to this panel that Kermit was getting hypnotized by some sound oh, on the phone. Oh, okay, like some secret agent. Yeah. In the so there was something yes. about the like just the the you know radiating circles in the eyes made me think like what's going on. I didn't. I I wouldn't have depicted like a really bad joke. To Be
0: received that way, that way, like but that, that I guess he was, it makes sense. He's, he's almost to do something. hypnotically mesmerized yeah, like, Whoa. by Whoa. the awfulness of the waka waka joke, yeah, kind of like you were just a yeah, like, yeah, I was just I a was moment ago hypnotically mesmerized. Yeah. So he sees from under the, the, the table that it, there's someone with Argyle socks who he thinks is Agent N, you know, nanny, and so he follows this hooded cloaked figure, mm-hmm. and of course. Again, the gag where he's looking at secret plans. And, of course, there's a big sign pointing to the secret plans. Mm-hmm. And Kermit follows the the cloaked figure. And even as the, the other world leaders say they're stealing the secret plans, Kermit guides the cloaked figure to his boat. And then it turns out to be none other than count- Agent V for villain. But we were going to say Count Chocula. Count Chocula. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say, like, the Count from... Sesame Street, but like yeah, before kind of a, before he turned vampire. I, yeah, I have that feeling too.
2: It's got a little bit of the count from Sesame Street, a little bit of Count Chocula going on. And I'm trying to remember. I know there's a villain in the DC universe that kind of has those hair
0: horns. Is Who it? am I thinking of? Are you Are you thinking of the Marvel like the Space Phantom from I don't Avengers? Think so. Mm. Is it like? Was it like Caine Abel or something?
2: No. Well, he does kind of have that. I was thinking. I'm thinking of a character, and I could totally be wrong about this. Sonar. Oh,
0: well, does he so- have
2: weird hair like that?
0: Yeah, so- Sonar kind of looks like Monel, but like he's from a foreign country, <laughs> and he like kind of goes around like. I'm, t- I'm so I'm wrong about it, aren't I? Well, I mean, it might be a Green Lantern villain, but it's probably not Sonar. No, he had the big like Sonic, yeah, staff or something, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it does, I just remember they're... he had like kind of more jet black hair and he was always yeah. going on about, you know, Frimophrenia or whatever his fictional country was being haircut. the greatest. There's also the uh
2: it, it does also reek of the who's the little um magician, dark magician in the Batman comics who had the cat.
0: Oh oh um um the the from the Jack Kirby stuff. It's yeah. um let me see. Uh, the, the, the cat was sea named Teakle or... and, yeah, and and he was named if only we had some device that could tell us all about this. We'll get back to this, <laughs> folks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I, I was like, who? Wait a minute. Clarion. Clarion, Clarion the witch yeah. boy. That's who it is. Yeah. Got, he's my, got that hair, I'm going hair to lose hair, all my superhero yeah. credit. I can't remember Clarion, <laughs> the witch boy.
2: Thanks for covering play. for me. I,
0: uh, okay. We should probably yeah. move on from that. All right, that. But he's, All right. A,
2: he's an interesting character
0: design. Yeah, character, yeah, yeah. He, he looks... He, he does have a, an extreme caricature, you know, that kind of look to it and everything. Now, one thing... Sorry, I'm going to jump in again and derail this as much as possible. Continue on. Derail, um, please. I don't remember seeing a lot of human faces in the cartoon. Do you? No. I mean, that that's probably why it's so, like, off-putting, even yeah. besides just being okay. a hideous caricature. Because usually the adults were from... I mean, even if... I mean, I'm I'm... I don't remember specific instances. I don't think we ever but I mean, saw. Like, but I mean, I think, I think even if nanny brought in other adults like the fireman or the we'd only know, ever the mayor see them, or like, somebody no higher than like than the, the, nanny, right? the shins, yeah, or the that knees would that or, would be or, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess it makes sense they would have to break that I wonder, form.
0: I wonder. For now, what I'm trying to remember is like, what about in within the fantasies though? Like, did, well, like, that's if, exactly what I'm if I'm in the, if in the fantasies because I'm wondering like, did did any were they all Kids, in, like in other words, like usually Darth Vader was like Anno Mo Vader, so it's not like Vader would be taller than right. Kermit Luke or something like that. Yeah, so I don't, I don't. I was, I don't I was trying to remember they,
2: that. If and they ever podcasting audience, help us out. We can't remember if we ever saw actual human ooh, ooh.
0: Faces. i'm like i'm like if if there's any muppet baby experts that have seen all six seasons back to back and have <laughs> eidetic memories when it comes yeah. to muppet babies let, let us know if if, if in the fantasies cuz we're we're pretty confident i'd say we're 99% confident in the real world they only saw people from the shins down as yeah. far as being yeah i would on think camera. even in the fantasies right right but probably in the fantasies yeah. too but we're not we're not we're not 100 we're not 100% it
2: wouldn't it i don't think it would communicate well. In a comic, to do that,
0: yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I think that that is why these faces are so. Huh. There's a a weird face. And luckily for Kermit, Agent Double O P has stowed away. Yeah. What, what's your take? Like, are you are you are you happy that she too is also a secret? Because the the thing that I noticed hmm. is I had to look this up because it's I think it's a real world reference and and also a James Bond reference, to Casino Royale. But the the it's the because she says her name originally when she comes in is Mata Piggy. Mata Piggy? And then that's a reference because I, I wrote it down, but I, of course, don't We're remember. We're typing it. in a thing right so, now. So, so if you want to know my secret Podcasting password, audience. you can uh, listen oh, to the taps know and find out and everything. Yep. And then let me see what it says. It says. That it is oh yeah, Matahari. So the the James <clears throat> Bond and I think this was the woman that James Bond actually like had children with and Oh, you know, like like somebody that he loved enough to—I don't know. I—I—I—I'm so, I, not a James Bond expert. Not—not no, me either. But <laughs> that—that's I'm looking it up. You know, like I had looked it up and kind of was like, wait, I know that's a reference to something. I know yeah. she didn't just call herself. So you didn't—you didn't, you didn't watch all the James Bond movies in preparation. <laughs> I did not watch all like you know 23 James Bond movies and you know slacker. in preparation for this. You know, you know, honestly, I think the character is not in the James Bond movies. I think it's like. Because it's, I think it's from Casino Royale, but you okay. had to read like the Ian Fleming novel, and that uh, didn't like, it. carry Never over to the it. film. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I was like, no. But, <laughs> but as far as I know, that that has something to do with it. If Justin was here, he'd totally like be like, dude, this is what's going on. But, but Mata... thanks a lot, Justin. Your absence <laughs> is noted. <laughs> so, so anyway, but but I knew it was a specific reference, so I was like, but yeah. I guess to the point though, is it is it cool that she too is. Is, is a secret is, agent is, is kind of like I, I mean, is that is that because uh, like because I kind of um, wondered like it, it's, what's weird though is like she's here right and uh, right. I guess she quote unquote has agency but then all she kind of does is distract this weird looking Agent V guy long enough for Kermit to get Wonder Woman's lasso yeah. and like wrap him up and take care right. of business so right. it's like I, I guess the notion is if Kermit wasn't there I don't know how effective Agent Double p would. Be. Well, we'll never know because well, that story she wasn't didn't, told. She, she didn't give the She didn't get the option <laughs> right. to be right. effective or not. I mean, she
2: probably, you know.
0: I mean, I imagine Agent Double O P would hi-yah and do like yeah. A, she's like got the karate. karate right? Yeah, you know, she's got some good karate. So I, I
2: would, I would imagine
0: as a strong woman. <laughs> hi-yah!
2: <laughs> Agent <laughs> Double Double <laughs> <OOP. laughs> better... <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. I was. <laughs> I was going to try to describe it, but then, <laughs> then you showed me. Uh, um,
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think she would have done fine. But that's not the story we got. She, and she doesn't do a whole lot here. And, of course, all the international community, whether you think they're racist caricatures or not, are overjoyed that they're secret stolen plans. Did I, was that on the line
2: for me to say? They're racist <laughs> caricatures?
0: They're not. stereotypes. They there are stereotypes. Yeah.
2: I guess. And I guess to some degree you have to have them for the quick read. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean that's I don't
0: want to be cruel because we're all doing our best on this planet we are we are i mean you know, I think it's fine okay. i mean i i don't i don't think i don't think we i think i think we live in any... a much more sensitive age yeah like I, when I, I, I see when I, I see stuff like that, I'm always like, oh. Well, no, no, it's it's a good thing to voice because you don't you don't know, right? Like somebody right. might have an adverse reaction to it, right? But and I'm totally think, a, a white guy from the Midwest who doesn't, you know, yeah. I walked in my shoes and no one else's. I, I I just think I, I I my take on it was I don't think there was any ill intent other than I think to try right. and establish, like, okay, this is yeah. this is a vast think, array I, I of, of, of people from different backgrounds, <laughs> I agree. and, just and them I them.
2: retract my harsh criticism. <laughs> of Muppet Babies
0: <laughs> issue 16. <laughs> we're, we're still going to be friends after this. I Redaction. Awesome. awesome. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So this pretty much, I mean, for the most part, so the plans are returned. There's the gag of, is like, the Agent V is like, reveal your innermost self with your argyle socks or whatever. Yeah. And it turns out like, everyone Everybody is wearing Argyle socks. socks. You know what, I mean, I'm like, I don't, I kind of don't, like, part of me doesn't get the guy because he was wearing, I mean, he was wearing the Argyle socks, otherwise Kermit wouldn't have followed him, so well, I don't know why he's surprised that, like, everyone is wearing Argyle socks, but I guess he thought he was the only one who had the idea to dress up like Agent N.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think because because according it. It to this, was the only guy it didn't realize that that was the fashion for everybody. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. According
0: like, to this, it's a trend, right?
2: Yeah, it's a trend. They all shop from the same spy catalog because clearly everything is very
0: secret in this and international secret community. I would just like to point out. I don't know, like, I, I just want to solidify when this actually happened because I'm not really paying attention to it. But you notice he starts in the establishment in this wet Humphrey Bogart outfit. Yeah. And he does in fact transition to a tuxedo. And oh, yeah. for the majority of this, he You're actually right. is in a tuxedo, even so he though he's gets, not he on a the tuxedo on the cover. So we get we get both, right? Really we get did. the we get the the noir Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. And then this, that that's why this especially, the end sequence especially feels like a James Bond movie, because yeah. they're both kind of trapped in this wooden rowboat and and piggies what kind of what are we going to do yeah, together yeah well, what are we going to do in this, this rowboat it's just stuck here in the middle of the ball and 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 I'm kind of thinking you know what are they going to do in the rowboat they're going to find bottom secrets <laughs> 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 Maybe some top secrets too, but we don't know. But it, it, unfortunately, it doesn't get that far because yeah. nanny uh, ruins because nanny everything. nanny ruins everything. They get like straight up zapped. <laughs> like there's this panel where you see all the heads, and there's this red, right? Yellow. Well, Kermit
2: in his classic, like Kermit, Kermit really he needs to either get all the way in. In his relationship with Piggy, you're all the way out. Like mm-hmm. he, he can't make his mind up. Yeah, but he's yeah. always like, he's always got those doubts, even on the show and in the movies. And here he's calling for emergency backup, and that's what triggers, right? That's what, that's triggers, that's what triggers, the, triggers the escape, the escape from, from,
0: the from this imaginary fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So and then Nanny's returned, and there's no mention of the the so-called Fanny who's been yeah. watching them this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like, well, Fanny's gone. She thanks you for behaving. Right, right. No, just, that, which is why I'm I'm suspect that that Fanny was actually a thing. I think this was just placation for the comics code. I or think something. It, it
2: probably was actually just like Nanny was probably just lying to them. Aunt Aunt Fanny was like,
0: we've never met Aunt yeah, Fanny. Fanny
2: doesn't exist. Fanny is just some like ah. somebody that like Nanny says is going to be in the house
0: when she leaves, just so the kids will think there's an adult. There's presence an adult there, but behaving. they're really not. There really isn't. She's just running off for a cigarette. Yeah. Is that, is that, I have to go do some things means? <laughs> Betty White's out there taking a drag. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much that's, that's it. <laughs> According to Nanny, though, she went out to pick up some more socks because they're super popular and trendy. Yeah. Because that was the big emergency. That was, that
2: was really urgent. <laughs> that was the secret. Nanny was though. like, they're, they're oh secret. my gosh, I don't have enough green stripy socks.
0: I, I gotta go and i have to do it now there's secret agent stripy socks yeah
2: the time is out of joint the time is out of joint the time is out of joint
1: the year is 1994 or 1944
2: or maybe 2994 time is under threat and history
1: is falling apart who will survive this crisis? And how will history be changed for those that do? Zero Hour Strikes takes you back to that DC Comics crossover and covers the entire story, issue by issue, tie-in by tie-in, as the DC Universe goes down to zero. Join Bass and Siskoid at FireAndWaterPodcast.com or on iTunes, Zero Hour
2: Strikes. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Remember, Legion.
0: So, so that's okay. the that's the eleven pages, and then and then we come to the sort of more lighter, fluffy, you know, the big mess stake, yes, which is them destroying a room with a pillow fight. Yeah, and of course, of course, Nanny's not too happy about that. No. Like she's kind of upset, and and, and th- this is—it's a good thing we can't see her face in that because it's probably like well, I rigid mean, with anger. Well, her her body contortion is is rigid with anger <laughs> in some of these panels, right? Like like you can tell she's got, we her, got she's got, got tap, her tapping feet, tapping feet. She's got her fists on her hips, clenched fists, L- like not not just hands. Like and and, and she's not standing casually. She's like in an angry squat, and she you know I don't know like you know she's you, even like. Placing a finger on Gonzo. Yeah, she she's pointing and and her finger impacts Gonzo's nose when she says, Look at the mess. So you know. And Gonzo's trying to like make a case that it's self expression. Yeah. It's it's a form of art. It is. Yeah, he tries to make that case. Gonzo's like, I don't know if it's art, but I like it. Yeah. So then Nanny's like, You you gotta clean all this shit up. And so the the Muppet babies are, you know trying to clean up and everything but then this is where Gonzo says like okay there is a place where you can you you know you can yep. create a good mess and it will be appreciated as the the art the artistic endeavor mm-hmm. that it is yeah. for the Muppet babies and so they go into the closet which is apparently a magical portal to this center for mess enlightenment but see this is this is where mm-hmm. I'm like wait Am I wrong? Like, am I just ignorant? Like, what Is, doesn't that just say mess enlightenment? shouldn't it be you are a, not wrong. Shouldn't it be mess enlightenment? Like, was yeah, I think, in, yeah, they that, I think that's Sid, gotta be just a spelling. I think Sid Jacobson and Tom DeFalco were asleep at the wheel here because <laughs> it says mess enlightenment. And that, yeah. that did in, in writing the synopsis and, and compiling it, mm-hmm. I was momentarily distracted, confused. Confused. I was like, what wait that they mean enlightenment right like yeah. that's what i took it as and so. i of course reading this hastily did not even notice did not even notice it was good enough it was good enough you knew what they meant i got the i got the gist so so what do you what do you think of my gordon ramsay i mean he doesn't look like gordon ramsay no, he kind of look like looks like he kind of looks like a french I think I gordon a gordon, ramsay. you think well, you know, he, he you talk about like things that look stereotypical. I mean, to me, I thought this was certainly like I I, I, hmm. I sort of heard like a oh ho oh, oh, send off on enlightenment. You know, like kind of this stereotypical kind of but like isn't like Gordon artist. Gordon Ramsay, right? he's the angry chef, right? Right, right. But the reason why I say Gordon Ramsay is he's the one judging, right? Oh. So so he seems to be this He's mean, too friendly for Gordon Ram I wouldn't that, ever
2: thought like I was thinking, is this some kind of he looks more like a Van Gogh.
0: Yeah, yeah. To me. But he's I mean some but, impressionist. I guess I guess maybe the combination of him he's the he, maybe he's the guy leading them in, but the, the judgment is 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 gonna be harsh from these guys. The judges do not look like they should be judging anything, by the way. Other than well, they they look like they're a mess, so who would know better than what a good mess is than messy people? Okay. All right. You've convinced me. Okay. Right. I've twisted I, your arm. I, yep okay i I think I accept that, yeah, I, I'm probably like I have nostalgia he, for but
2: it. but the this uh this leader guy he looks like like some kind of Dutch expressionist oh okay. and i wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten French, oh well, yeah Dutch or French or whatever, yeah, he's got the beret, so that's pretty cliche for a uh, French painter. Gordon Ramsay's an interesting, interesting take.
0: Well, He's, they, this one's smiling and he never shouts at the Muppets. maybe Maybe I was influenced by the fact that the first thing they decide to mess up is the kitchen. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Like, should we move forward to this kitchen? Yeah, yeah let's, of which go, let's, let's go to the kitchen. So they go okay. into the kitchen. <laughs> the, the animal is dropping milk all over the place. Gonzo is juggling eggs poorly because there's clearly, like, a bunch of eggs on the ground, and, and yeah. Skeeter is feeding eggs and sausages and everything. It looks like Scooter, for all the genius praise you give him, his ass end is is in the the cabinet. Piggy yeah, that's a nice shot of Scooter. Biggie is making peanut butter and she's got anybody for a chocolate syrup and turkey sandwich. That's which, good. Which candy. sounds lovely. That's what we had tonight for dinner, right? Yep. Uh, a it turkey. Was fantastic. Where is my chocolate syrup and turkey sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Fozzie what the hell is like slip sliding on syrup, pancake syrup, syrup. and and Kermit is is dropping soap all over the floor. Uh, he's, he's the he, only one remotely trying to clean up he's fucking shit up is what Kermit's doing <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to win a mess contest and Kermit is putting the soap powder on the floor what yeah. the
1: fuck are you doing come on Kermit, Kermit.
0: anyway so uh, uh, Fozzie's got whipped cream and ice cream yep and yeah so it's a mess and then of course it's timed right they can't just right. mess all day long so no. they got they got a tweet and then these messy judges that's where it's like chopped right right they now say, we're back cut to food off. stuff Right, right. And then and then and Put then,
2: your utensils down?
0: I mean, you know, yeah, and then it's I mean, I don't know, maybe not Gordon Ramsay, but, you know, kind of a American Idol-ish thing, you sure. know. All right. You yeah. Got, it's like Paul Abdul and yep. whatever, Randy, what's his face? Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah. They're going to the judge, they can judge all these Gene people Moore. on the mess and everything. And so they get they get These this, guys all look like bombs. They do. They do. And they give them all horrible scores. Yeah. Did, were you surprised by it? like did this catch up card like the horrible, like, did, the did, horrible score? Did, what, like, would you would you have judged this mess like poorly? Like, I would have said it was a very good mess. Right, right. Yeah, based like, on what I saw. So, so like my impression was they were harsh judges. You, they're really, really harsh judges. Like, like what do you have to do? Like, take a you know an atom yeah. bomb to the kitchen before it's like <laughs> a ten out of ten or whatever. It's like yeah, they don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. judges. They
2: want a good mess. Okay. So
0: yeah, they're they're difficult to So use. so this was it's a like waka like waka. of directors. This was a waka walk grunner for because mm-hmm. when they when they say the total is twelve and they say they can't possibly be right, Fozzie's like, Maybe there was a mistake. Waka waka <laughs> And then he's like, Oh, yeah. then they take they, they take to they get points off yeah for his for his his, bad his joke. crappy job. Yeah, that's that's cruel. Now that's just personal. Yeah, yeah. That's just like and we. will see, but that's that's why
2: and I was, we don't like you.
0: That, that's why I was kind of like Gordon Ramsay. He's like, "What are you? You know, they're yeah. like, what are you doing?' with But this it never mess?
2: comes from him. It only well, comes from these.
0: Well, no, no I guess no, no, because look, look, right. at, look at him. He's he's convulsing yeah. and he's got it's the like, little ugh. eye clenched You're and everything. Right. Like he's he's upset okay. too. Okay. And then and then they go to the living room take that from the kitchen. I'm like, <laughs> what am I? I'm 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 like I'm shagging you. I'm 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 right. You're wrong. Let's move on. Get used to it. So so uh, they go to the living room and and then of course I think they're now back to this whole pillow fight kind of mess but they're they're destroying the couch they're swinging yep. off the curtains and yep. throwing crap everywhere this is pretty good I think even Kermit is actually getting in the spirit like he's not putting soap on the floor anymore he's Yeah like, now he's actually finally like participating in in the mess Yeah He's, he's got a newspaper, and then he's crumpling it. just, like, it crumpling it and throwing, throwing it all over the place and everything. Yeah. Now, I think the best is Animal, who has the mustard in his mouth, oh, and then he's geez. spreading it all over the living room. That stuff room. stains, man. Yeah, yeah. That's not That's good. not easy. The animal clean. gets, like, high points. See, I you agree. would think. You would yeah. think, right? Mustard. From mustard is... in The mustard <laughs> tube is in his mouth. <laughs> and then he's squirting it every which place, but yet they only give them a five, a three, and a five and and keep in mind it's not like five out of five. this is like out of ten, yeah, so it's cruel i don't I don't it's cruel is what it is, so and then of course, they're like, we only get a lousy thirteen points, and yeah. being messy is hard work and then of course the the problem that this judge or the 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 mess man. Is saying in the beret or whatever is is that that no one can really make a good mess except, I guess he sees what we see. He sees that spark of greatness in Animal because he says mm-hmm. Animal has kind of like a raw talent yeah. as far as that goes. But then he points to Gonzo, which kind of inspires him and says, "You're the only one who." Of yeah. course, it's Gonzo's fantasy, so of course he would course. be the hero. Yeah, of his own. Fantasy. Let's give him that. So and and so he turns on the air fan, mm-hmm. which of course. They think is brilliant, and and anyone and... can make a mess, Derek. It's how you make the mess. Mm. I think how how creative you are. Yeah, you With... can
2: you can take mustard, put it in, put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yes, bite the tube, yes, <laughs> and squeeze mustard under the floor, yes. <laughs> but to to have the the vision. To see that mess unfold with a beautiful wind cascading through the house from a fan plugged into the wall.
0: That's a different kind of creation. That's something only Gonzo can see. I think uh, he's just happy that Kermit's not holding him back with that soap cleaner anymore. (laughs) He's like, Kermit's (laughs) been holding me back! Yeah. Get out of my way, frog. But yeah, of course, they're they're overjoyed. They're like actually dancing in the windblown mess yeah. and everything. And so, you know, of course, it's like the spirit of the mess is encompassing them
2: and just swirling around them. This mess of creativity and joy and the, the creative experience as this art
0: is just pouring out of them and into the room. And I think they kind of like ran out of story at this point. Because, yeah. like, I, I, I don't know, like, did you get that vibe? Because, like... I guess we're done. Yeah, because, like, at this point, like, okay, they've succeeded, they've made this great mess, but then I guess the rationalization is, Gonzo's like, what good is a mess if no one's around to, to enjoy it? it? Yeah. yeah. So then then he basically takes off, because he can't find his friends anymore, because it's only about him and the mess. Yeah. And so he then jumps into the laundry to go back to, I guess, his actual nursery. Yeah. And then, of course, digging through the laundry, he ends up coming out on the other side, on the last page. He pops right out of the laundry and is wondering where all his friends have gone. And, of course, they're busy cleaning up the mess, and it kind of goes back to the real world. And, of course, Mm -hmm. Nanny is overjoyed that the nursery is now sparkling. And, of course, Gonzo whispers, breaking the fourth wall, saying that they need to clean everything up because... They need to know where all that stuff is so they can mess it up another day. And that pretty People much... live to mess another day. Yep, that's pretty much Muppet Babies. That's pretty much Muppet Babies. Any any final thoughts on Muppet Babies, Luke? Yeah, Derek.
1: I have some thoughts.
0: you want to share them with, with the class?
1: I, I, I really would. Okay. Okay. When your world looks kind of weird... And you wish that you weren't
2: there.
1: Just close your eyes and make me leave. And you can be anywhere.
2: I love adventure. I like to dance. I love great jokes. Animals dance.
1: Dude,
0: is that not a spot-on fucking animal? That's so awesome. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. It was... A pleasure to be here. So Luke, if anyone wants to find you out there on the interwebs with your creative endeavors or anything like that, tell everybody who's listening like where they can find you, what kind of cool, cool, awesome art they can get and oh. all that other kind of stuff. Well, I am. I do a lot of art and prints and superhero art, and I've got a lot of different
2: styles that I like to work in. I put my art up on my Facebook page. I post it to Twitter. I put it on Instagram. All with my what used to just be my graphic design business title, which is Dob Creative, D A A B Creative. So that's my handle on Twitter and Instagram. Search Dob Creative on Facebook. I have my website, DobCreative.com. You can reach out to me for uh, commissions and stuff through that. And I have a Patreon page i i don't it's one of those things i i don't have a lot of time to do a lot with it but the support that i get from some friends in my community uh, means a great deal because it helps me be able to go to shows like this and, and have less out-of-pocket expenses to, to do it so those are the places you can find me. Cool.
0: That's awesome. Thank yeah. you, Luke. Everybody please check that stuff out. It's awesome. Luke has done a commission for me for history of comics on film. I was super happy with it. I think if you ever commission anything from Luke, you will be super happy too. And if you're at any of those shows, if you're going to cons and you're listening to this as well, you know, stop by his table, say hi, do some patronage. Yeah, I love that. There's there's a yeah. lot of cool stuff. It's always out fun there. to meet anybody from these communities. They're great people. So yeah, okay, so that's gonna wrap up this episode of comics motherfucker do you read them we have all kinds of podcasts on our network of course you're listening to the fanholes podcast if you have any comments questions and or concerns you can email us at fanholes podcast at gmail.com if you want to solve international problems you know you can email us (laughs) and you can find the backlog of our episodes on fanholes podcast.blogspot.com we of course are on tumblr twitter instagram facebook etc we appreciate all the likes heart feedback retweets etc and we can be streamed on stitcher radio we can be found on itunes we're now also on google play and spotify and until the next time this is going to be derek derek wc going to imagination land signing off this is luke dob signing off awesome all right see you later guys good night
2: good night
1: six five.
0: while he's still here and and he's now back i'm just getting a last so okay justin matahari james bond like you you know the matahari like that whole casino royale thing like because in the in the in the muppet babies thing it they call her like miss you know it's like miss piggy but she says i'm mata piggy so when i looked it up it said like how the matahari was like some woman, like I don't know if it was an Indian woman or something. Somebody real from history, but then it was somehow tied to Casino Royale and Ian Fleming or something like that, and that it was like the woman that James Bond like fell in love with and had a kid with or something and married or something. Nothing.
2: Shaking his head.
0: Okay. I know I
1: know about the actual Matahari from history, but the James Bond connection I never knew no. before.
0: Okay. Okay. Makes a lot of right. Muppet babies for more confusion. Sorry. I, I totally thought there was gonna be more more uh explanation all right yeah. f2f podcast. <laughs> no i should edit that out yeah. <laughs>
1: ladies and gentlemen
0: dim the lights <laughs> the, that, that's totally going in the after credits right that's gonna be the stinger